Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The volume. Darwin. The nerves is where it's at. Welcome everybody back into Nerd Sesh. As always, I'm Carson Brever and alongside me is Logan Camden. And today is the moment some of you at least have been waiting for. We are doing trivia time. And if you want our thoughts on the NBA in-season tournament semifinals that just went down, we're doing a full show with Jason Timp that'll be up this afternoon on his channel, the Hoops Tonight YouTube feed and the Hoops Tonight podcast feed, so you can check that out there. But for right here, right now, it's trivia time. This will be the 41st edition in honor of Dirk Nowitzki. For those of you who don't know, it's a simple format. Logan's going to ask me 10 trivia questions about the NBA. I will ask him 10 trivia questions about the NFL. And then at the end, we'll each give each other a bonus question. It's a whole lot of fun, and it's a long-held tradition over here at Nerd Sesh. So, Logan... Why don't you get us started? What's your first question for me? All right, Car Sausage Biscuit. I need you to name every Ooh. rookie of the year who was never an all-star since the merger. Oh, that is a really interesting question. Okay, so I want to start with recent guys. Like, do Paolo Boncaro and Scotty Barnes count? They do count, and they are the two most recent. Okay. Michael Carter-Williams feels like an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Another obvious one would be Tyreek Evans. Bam. You've got, you missed one post MC dub, but you are going in order. Save that guy. Oh, I didn't say Brogdon. Okay. You are in order now. Caught up. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go a little further back. Let me get Emeka Okafor. You are on time, my friend. On time and on target, baby. Mike Miller. Boom. Okay. Now it's going to get trickier. Mm hmm before this point because I just don't know all of them off the top of my head. How many more are we looking at? You just have four gentlemen to go. Oh, it's uh, not bad. I believe 270s, 180s, 190s. Okay, so one of these I know because was it lowest scoring rookies of the year that we did, but somehow I learned that Ernie DeGregorio won rookie of the year. Oh, so that is pre-merger. I think that oh, would be correct. Right, we're going back to 76. He was probably... A little earlier early 70s okay 
He's 74, really close. You have a belief a guy who tied for Rookie of the Year one season. No, that is incorrect. I'm just yeah. spreading misinformation. I was going to say, the only two ties are Steve Francis and Elton Brand and then Grant Hill and Jason wow. Kidd. What a, what a rookie year for this dude, though, man. The most recent guy that you have named, 19 points, 9 assists a night, man. Oh, Damon Stoudemire. Wow, good pull, dude. So, yeah, three to go. And fun fact, man, the farthest guy back here in 1978 would go on to be an all— No, that's just that's just wrong. <laughs> No, no, I clicked on the wrong guy. That's my fault. No, this guy would be an all-NBA player, but he wasn't ever an all-star. Tell me that isn't crazy, man. Uh, and then two other guys outside of the gentleman that I'm describing here. One, an all-time nickname. Kind of surprised he wasn't ever an all-star. Okay. And then the last guy, mid-80s. It's kind of kind of average, man. I, I don't really know a whole ton about huh. this guy. He was a top-five pick. Can I get and a position? Yeah, uh, so that guy, 25, uh, that guy's a power forward. Uh, only hovered around 20 points per game from 87 to 93. Primarily mm. with the Pacers. Okay, and... it's Chuck Person. Good pull, dude. Chuck Person is correct, so are you still in order? All you're missing, 1981 and 1978. Okay. Okay. 1981, so somebody beat out Joe Barry Carroll. Mm -hmm. This guy was the second overall pick, if you can remember it. Oh, he was the second pick. Was a bucket 20 points a night for the first five seasons of his career, but never made an all-star game. Really could jam it, man. He could put one home. Let me get Dr. Duncanstein, Daryl Griffith. Yeah, dude, so you just got one to go. This guy... The point guard who is All-NBA is rookie season, but not an All-Star. Yeah, had a really big drop-off from his third to fourth season. Went from 18-9 and nine a night to 10-4 and four a night really rapidly, and then was mm. out of the league by 85 at 28. Wow. Really interesting career arc. All right, I'll take a team for this guy, an NBA team. This guy played for the Kansas City Kings, was drafted by them, played there for his first four seasons. Wow, even that doesn't immediately tip me off. I think if I gave you the college, I think it would tip you off. I think you pulled right. this guy. Uh, UNC. Hmm. you done quite well, Carson. This is a long list, dude. Yeah, but I'm just spacing on somebody here. Out of the league by 85. He was ACC Player of the Year, three-time first-team All-ACC, and he had a season-ending eye injury and that seems mm. to be what derailed his career. No way. Who is this? This is Phil Ford. Oh, wow. Okay. You That's that. honestly not as upsetting as I thought. No, I don't think that I've ever pulled uh, Phil Ford anywhere. Okay. Pause. Okay. That's a fun list, though. Logan, I think you're going to like this one. Can you name me the five active coaches who have the most wins without a Super Bowl. Active head coaches, most career wins, no Super Bowl. It's going to be an interesting list because, you know, we got a lot of young NFL head coaches now. Um, sure do. There's a lot of, a lot of fresh meat, uh, so to speak. Okay. So we're going to go fresh, fresh fish, fresh fish, like Shawshank, bruh. Um, Calm down. Give me Ron Rivera. He has to be number one. By far number one, he's got 102. Okay. 
Um, I'm going division by division here mentally, so... I will also say, you have good thinking and that there's been a takeover of young coaches and coaches who aren't great haven't been sticking around for a very long time. So the barrier to entry here is probably lower than you might think. It's just 52 wins. And a lot of these guys are only in their fifth, sixth season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so we're going to go, I don't know if this is right. I believe this is his second coaching stint. So we're going to guess Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is not correct because uh, I think he He's... was just very briefly with the Raiders and didn't win a lot of games. Yeah, that checks out. Um, I believe 2011 or 2012 when he was there. So we're going to go. Uh, okay, this is a weird one. What about Mike Vrabel? Is he here? Vrabel is number five with 52 wins. Okay. Yeah, Allen only won eight <laughs> games in two and a quarter years with the Raiders. <laughs> he got fired after week four of his third season. Stefanski, Taylor. I don't think Stefanski's already going to be here, so I'm not going to guess him. If you think of the teams over the last half decade that have just consistently been the best, you'll get there. Are we not considering Josh McDaniels a head coach anymore? Josh McDaniels. <laughs> well, no. And also, he doesn't crack 52. Not, <laughs> no way, dude. Josh McDaniels has 20 wins as a head coach. That's embarrassing, dude. Yeah, he's not good at it. <laughs> Breaking news. What about... Oh, oh, let's go uh, LaFleur. Is LaFleur here? LaFleur is number four. He's got 53. Okay, I've gone through all the AFC teams mentally in my head. I think the rest are going to be in the NFC probably. Uh... Nope, that's incorrect. Wow, I was going to guess the NFC West would be where all the guys left. So maybe there is somebody in the AFC. Yes. Are both of them in the AFC or just one? Nope, one AFC, one NFC. Okay, so we got Eberflus, um... I love how you really just go division by division. Uh, I mean, you give credence to Matt Eberflus. Maybe he's here. Who knows? No, I just I, – I, that's the only way I know how to go through the teams. Kevin O'Connell, not going to be here. Uh, so we'll go to the West. Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, Niners. Oh, Shanahan, got to be here. Shanahan's number three. Okay, now who's the AFC – number two, the AFC guy that I'm missing out on? Number two, yep. A whole lot of winning. Over oh, McDermott, McDermott. McDermott, 68 wins. There you go. Great question, Brett Carson. We're going to stick with the rookie all-star team uh, theme here since the merger. Okay. Every rookie who is an all-star in their rookie year since the merger. Oh, every rookie all-star since the merger. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's start working backwards because it is a much more select list. I think we've done this before, but let me get – I always think Ben Simmons, but he wasn't an all-star his rookie year. He wasn't. Uh, and I think we've done this one since 2000 or something okay. along those lines. All right. So let me get Blake Griffin. He stands yep. out as an obvious he one. He is the most recent one. Yeah. That's crazy, man, because there's going to be so many as we go back through the mm -hmm. 90s and whatnot. Yeah, you don't get anybody in the 03 class. Yao, did he make it his rookie that year? That is the second most recent, so you're through 2000. Okay, yeah, Yao always had that fan vote, man. Okay, and then, obviously, we're going to have Duncan. Mm -hmm. I believe we have Iverson. You don't have Iverson. Okay, interesting. We're going to get, certainly, David Robinson. We're going to get, obviously, Shaq. I skipped mm -hmm. right over. 
C Webb wouldn't have made it his rookie year, did he? No, he didn't. You have one more great '90s big man and a wing, and then you're into the '80s. Okay, was not Zoe in the same class as Shaq, right? Mm. -mm. Okay. Do we get Derek Coleman here? Wow, DC's a good guess. One rookie of the year, not Derek Coleman. Okay. This guy was kind of unique, a 25-year-old rookie. Oh. Did go to college. Dikembe. Uh, it is Dikembe. Okay. And so you have one guy left in the 90s. The rest are in the 80s and 170s guy. All right. Well, let's get MJ. Boom. I know Neek didn't make it. Bernard King didn't make it. I'm just thinking about dudes who put up pretty big scoring numbers out the gate. Akeem didn't make it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, did he? Akeem did make it. Okay. Uh, big man heavy. Um, rest yeah, is that makes sense. You, you, do, you do have a few guards. Yeah, it was the age of the big man. Well, let's get Larry and Magic first. Bang, bang. Okay. Isaiah, was he uh That is correct, dude. Okay. Other guards who would have made it. You've narrowed this down to seven names. Uh, okay. We have three, or excuse me, four big men left. Then you have two wings and one guard. Four big men, two wings, and a guard. Okay. Shout out to the great Joe Barry Carroll. He did not make it. Uh, Worthy did not make it. I'm thinking number one overall pick mm -hmm. just because that's in. You have, you have one more. Oh, I have one more number one overall pick. Okay. It's not Brad Doherty. Did Samson make it as a rookie? Oh, yes. Ralph Samson is. And I'm sorry. I, I mistakenly said one. You have one more left after Samson. Is Ewing the other? Yes, it is, dude. Okay. So now we're not into the 70s just yet, right? But Three more 80s guy, 190s, 170s, the toughest names on this list for sure. Okay. It's not Buck Williams, is it? Oh, my God. Buck Williams is here, baby. Good pull. Wow. Good go. pull, dude. Okay. Uh, so who am I leaving out there in the 90s? Like, that's really Oh, I mean, this guy was a beast, and you really like him too, dude. Okay, I do. He's from South Lakes in Reston, Virginia. Went to a school in a neighboring state. Uh, stat sheet stuffer, man. Grant Hill? It is Grant Hill, and I'll give you a wow. hint. There's one more guy from the team that drafted him here. Okay, so we've got another piston here. Very, very interesting. I know you know this guy. This guy got buckets, didn't do is a it, whole lot else. Is it Tripuka? It's Kelly Tripuka, man. Good wow. pull. You just got two more to go, man. You have cooked this list so far. Uh, the two farthest back on this list, 1980 and 1978. Mm, okay, man. Kelly Tripuka, he had quite the look, man, especially when he was rocking that stash. Swaggy white boy, I must say. And then we've got another guy in the same year as Magic and Larry. Dude, it's so weird, man, because we've talked about how weird this guy's rookie year was. This guy scored 20 points per game the first two seasons of his career. Never averaged 20 again a night. Never was an all-star after his first year. Incredible. Somebody who really flamed out. Went to Elk Grove in Elk Grove, California, and attended the University of San Francisco. No way. A USF boy following in the footsteps of Bill Russell and Casey Jones. Dude, he, he follows in the footsteps of Bill Russell in more than one way, positionally and potentially namesake-wise. So I, I'm thinking this guy's got to be named Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course, Bill Cartwright. 
It's Bill Cartwright, the last guy, the guard that you were looking for. Is it Otis Birdsong? Oh, I really, really like that guess. It is not Otis Birdsong. Okay. This guy, um, a six-time All-Star. Oh, wow. Is it Marcus Johnson? Not Marcus Johnson. These are really good guesses, Carson. You're in the right time period. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm focused on that 78. Because I do think this that guy, was Otis Birdsong's rookie year. This guy went to UNC, and he has a nephew uh, that also went here uh, to UNC, mm. who was a really good three-point shooter. He's got some cool nicknames, too, man. Man with the Velvet Touch. That's kind of nasty. That's hard. Uh, Called him Candyman, Greyhound. Yeah. That's I know you got this. Oh, I know it. It's Walter Davis. Bang! It's Walter Davis, dude. Those are two wow. of the toughest ones that I got cooked up for you today, Carson. You cooked those, man. Yeah. I need to just go and study 70s and 80s Rookie of the Year winner so I can clean that up because I know them all mm -hmm. 21st century very easily. It just gets a little bit hazy for me back in the day. It's not like the number one picks where I just got it off the top mm -hmm. of the dome. All right, Logan, this is a fun one. And if the parameters seem rather specific, that's because they are, and you'll see why once you've answered the question. Can you name me? Every player with 4,400 passing yards and 300 rushing yards in the same season. That is oddly specific. Let's mm -hmm. go Steve Young. Oh, I don't know if Steve's going to hit the 4,400-yard mark. Yeah, he's actually not here. So we're going to have Josh Allen. Josh Allen, easy. We're going to have Cam Newton. No, you actually don't have Cam. Josh is here twice, though. Wow, Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper is here. Did Big Fridge Roethlisberger uh, ever crack 300 rushing yards? Big Ben never had 300 rushing yards. So Steve Young had almost 4,200 passing yards in his peak season. Cam had just over 4,000 passing yards in his peak season. We're going to go Fran Tarkenton, great scrambler. It's a solid thought on that front, but you just got to remember the passing production yeah. wasn't quite there. It's a 44, very modern list. 4,400 is a lot. Let's go... This is a strange guess. What about... Actually, no, I'll go with an obvious one. Let's go Patrick Mahomes. Is he here? Patty is here three times. The only guy to do it thrice so far. Is Dak Prescott here? Ooh, it's an interesting thought. Dak is not here, and for what it's worth on Fran, like, he led the league in passing his final season, 1978, with 34-68, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, Dak... Oh, boy, he's gotten close. I think he was only... 23 rushing yards short in the 2019 season. So that's a very good guess. How many more names do we have here? You still have four names to go. It says this name, it skews pretty modern. Very, yes. That's not going to be right. I was going to say RG3. I don't think he meets 4,400 either. No, it's a lot of passing yards. Yeah, and I got to think, it's going to be guys who just barely eclipse the 300-yard mark, I feel like. Oh, De mm, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is here, Logan, 2020. Um, that's a lot of yards, man. It is. And you've got still two more active guys. Herbie. Yep. 2021. Her Herbert did it. Another active gentleman. Joe Burrow? Not Joe Shiesty. This guy's actually done it twice. He's one of the more mobile quarterbacks in NFL history and a Lamar, great thrower. Lamar Jackson live in the flesh. No, he's not that mobile. I didn't mean Jay to put the Jaylen wrong idea Hurts? in your head. 
No, you got to think 4,400 yards, man. Like, I yeah. don't, neither of those guys have had 4,000. Wow. That's crazy to put into perspective like that. This guy's kind of mobile. Un guero, un gringo. Si, es un guero. I was playing basketball with some Hispanic guys last night, and they just kept calling me Guero, bro. And I was like, guys, I have a name. Like, you can Guero. call me, like, Logan or something, man. Dame la pelota, Guero. And then they started calling me Slim Shady, dude. Like, everybody that ever meets me when I come up, they're like, hey, man, you know, you kind of look like Eminem. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, I get that. Um, thanks. You should go all in, bro. You should just really dye the hair. Platinum blonde? Platinum blonde? Platinum blonde. <laughs> And then you gotta start talking like this and start walking like this, cause I'm lickety split. Dude, People I think like that. I think CJ Stroud might do. Oh, it's Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, right? Wow, that's such a good thought. It's not Russ, because mm. frankly, I don't know if he's ever had 4,400 passing yards. Logan, is it Andrew Luck? That's another good thought. So Russ has never had more than 4,200 passing yards. I mean, think like all all-time quarterback here. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yep. And then, this is the whole reason that I've asked the question, this last guy. And for what it's worth, Luck, great guess. He had 42-40 passing and over 300 rushing one year. So what's up with this last guy? Is he active? No, he's not active. He didn't have a very long-lived career. But he did play recently in the scheme of things. This is one of my strangest guests ever. Is it 2007 Derek Anderson? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Even more recent, and not quite stranger, but pretty strange. Man, this is a weird guess. Ryan Tannehill? No, you say he's not no, active. Um, not active. I mean, this guy's one season is pretty memorable, and I know that you think about it from time to time. He had 35 passing touchdowns, too, which I thought about adding as a parameter to this list, but it really didn't shrink it down that much. It was special enough already with just the yardage. And he threw a lot of picks this year. He's just a high-volume player. <laughs> no way. It's Jameis. No, it's not Jameis. Threw a lot of picks. Eli Manning? <laughs> it's not Eli. I don't believe Eli ever ran for more than 15 I actually, yards in I a can't season. I can't imagine Eli rushing for 300 yards. No way. I mean, Jameis is a good guess, dude. In... Yeah, he just never quite put it together in the same season, but he did have 250 rushing yards in his 5,000-yard passing season, so very close. Oh, man. This is a guy who would just like to kick it back with the fellas, rip some darts, work in construction. No way. Oh, that took me two different directions. I was going to guess Jay Cutler. It's got to be the guy who wakes up in the morning and takes a piss, man. It's Blake Bortles. <laughs> it's Blake Bortles, man alongside some esteemed company. <laughs> what? I could have given you the hint, actually, that somehow there are two UCF quarterbacks here, both him and Culpepper. You know what's really weird to me, dude, is I never could figure out, because I was still kind of a kid when Blake Bortles was coming up, uh, you know, getting my bearings on how to think about football. Yeah. I really never understood how Blake didn't get another opportunity because when I was a kid, dude, I was like, dude, 35 touchdowns. I yeah. don't care that he threw 18 picks. He's going to be Brett Favre, you know, because Blake literally just didn't care. But Yeah. Well, he had that wow. gunslinger attitude, man. That's he really did. An average American guy with a 1% arm. Shout out, Blake. So, so true, dude. Now he's just kicking back. Carson, yeah. one of the all-stars 
uh, one of the rookies, excuse me, who made an all-star uh, game their rookie season was Shaq. So we're going to pivot to his alma mater, LSU. Carson, can you tell me the top five scorers in LSU history? Wow. So four of them are so easy. We're talking about NBA scores from LSU here, yeah? Correct. So, I mean, the top four is crazy. You have Bob Pettit, racist, yep. unfortunately. You have Pistol Pete. Yep. You have Shaq. Yep. And then how am I spacing on the fourth? Was I thinking Ben Simmons just because he was the number one pick? He wouldn't have that many points yet. Ben Simmons is top 10. He's number nine. Yeah. This guy was a 30-point-per-game scorer in college, though. Wasn't that disgusting? He had Tourette's, dude. Wow. Okay, I don't know who that is. Are we looking pre-2000 for both these? Only It's very similar to the Blake Bortles question you just asked me. It's four really, really good players, and it's like, mm. F is this guy five. Uh, this guy is pre-2000. Pretty memorable, though. Uh, was, was one hell of a shooter. Changed his name after coming out of college, though. Oh, yeah, let me get Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, a.k.a. Chris Jackson. Yeah, and yeah, dude, really remarkable. He had Tourette's, dude. He said it helped him uh, playing basketball uh, to mm, master. I actually think I did know that. His brain and his body. So the last guy, Carson, the only hint that I know how to give you, this guy has an alliterative name. Uh, first, uh, first name and last name start with the same letter, and friend of the show, Peyton T. Gallagher, would just randomly bring him up time to time for no reason. I don't know Brandon if that helps. Brandon Bass? Yes, dude, Brandon Bass! <laughs> Brandon wow. Bass is the fifth best scorer from LSU, up there with Bob Pettit, Mahmoud Abdul-Roof, Shaq, and Pistol Pete. It's Brandon Bass, man. Yeah, that's hilarious. They got a pretty good starting five, though. If you take all their guys at their peak, back when Ben Simmons was actually good, it's not a great fit him alongside Pettit and Shaq. You're going to have some spacing issues, but then you've got two uh, flamethrowers uh, 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 uh. in the backcourt. We take out Brandon Bass, and we put in Nas Reed. Well, we could put in Nas Reed. I wasn't saying we would start Brandon Bass. I'd say mm -hmm. we'd start mm -hmm. Simmons. Mm -hmm. But I think Nas Reed is sort of the eternal Bro, sixth Cam man. Thomas? No, Cam Thomas man. and Nas Reed off the Cam bench? Thomas. Cam Thomas, bro. Yeah, no, that's tough. That's next level tough. Okay, that's hilarious. Logan, this is a very short list. Can you name me the two active NFL teams with a nine-plus game win streak against another team? I should say active streaks. Oh, I think this one just got snapped. I was going to say the Jets-Eagles. That is correct. I mean, I don't know how long it was, but it's definitely been snapped. So, so that's correct or it's not correct? Sorry. No, you are correct that it has been snapped. Yeah. I mean, the Jets beat the Eagles. So Active active nine-game winning streaks. Are any of these interdivisional? Oh, they it's uh, both... one of them. I, I want to say one of them is, uh, is it Jags-Texans? No. Is it, is it, oh, maybe I'm thinking of Duval. Is it Jags-Colts? I don't know. I know the Jaguars have an absurd streak dating back to, like, 2014 where they've won at home, I think, against Indianapolis. Mm. That may be the case. Overall, though, okay. the Jags are only on the wrong side of any contenders for this list. Okay. I want to say that, yeah, I think they have a winning streak at home. Let me go nine games. That's... Solid four to five seasons worth of dominance over an, over an, a, a division rival. Yeah. So both of these are within the division. I thought about doing eight plus, but then you get too many random matchups like Chiefs-Jags. 
Chiefs Commanders Logan dating back to 1992. Washington hasn't beaten Kansas City. Saints have beaten the Bears eight straight times, and your Steelers have beaten the Colts eight straight times. So shout wow. out to those because they almost made the list, but I thought that's too hard thinking outside the division. When it conveniently works out that the top two are just brutal in-division relationships, they make a lot of sense. I think I need to stick with the active part, too, because I think it's going to tip me off. I can eliminate some teams this year that haven't done it. Oh, let's go. You know what, man? Let's keep it simple. Let's go Eagles Commanders. That is not correct. I don't know if they won earlier this year. Carson, what about Packers Lions? Not Packers Lions. Packers Bears? Packers Bears. Green Bay has won nine straight times. But that's only the second longest. Number one, Logan. Oh no, no! I actually straight. think I, I think I know this one. I think I know this one. Is it? Uh, I think it's in the West. I think it's. Is it Rams Cardinals? Not Rams Cardinals. Is it Niners Cardinals? It's not in the West. Hmm. It may be just the ultimate contrast between good franchise and bad franchise. Not so much this year, but... Ultimate contrast. Saints-Panthers? No, even more so. Good franchise, bad franchise. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Patriots-Jets? Patriots-Jets, dude. New England hasn't lost to the Jets since 2016. Wow, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, I should have got that one sooner. I remember oh, that game. Oh, oh Fitzmagic. <laughs> In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get an instant dub. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code NERDS. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code NERDS. The crown is yours. All right, Carson, I'm going to keep this one here pretty simple. We got three names, three coaches have won three Coach of the Year awards. Can you name them all? Ooh, that's an awesome question. So let's think. I don't believe that even Pop has this. I don't believe that they had this award back in Red Arbach's day. So I'm going to go with Jerry Sloan as my first guess. Jerry Sloan is not correct. That's interesting. What you have to think is like guys who had really good teams with different iterations. Maybe they didn't even have overwhelming talent. Like is Phil here or was he always dealing with such loaded teams? It's not a bad guess. Phil isn't here though. I believe okay. Phil just won it. I want to say he just won it once. Yeah, that makes sense. Larry Brown, could he get here? Not a bad guess. Also a one-time winner. I mean, to get to three is ridiculous. It's it's already yeah. really hard to win twice. It's absurdly okay. hard to win uh, three times. So I feel like Pat Riley must be here, right? Once with the Lakers, once with the Knicks, and then 2006 with the Heat. That is exactly correct. Pat Riley, three different franchises. The only one to do yeah. it with three different. That's so, so impressive. Okay, and then let's think just other great coaches who also coach for a long time. Like, does Lenny Wilkins get here because of his crazy longevity? Or Don Nelson? Don Nelson is correct. The only guy to do it with 
two different teams. He won it twice with the Bucks, once with the Warriors. Okay. And you're just missing one guy who did it with one team. Wow. All with one team. And I was correct in saying that, like, they didn't have this back in Red Arbox days. It's not just him or something. Yeah, but you don't have to go back that far for uh, for this answer. Okay. You actually don't have to go that, you know, far back at all. Oh, interesting. I mean, it's not Spo, is it? It's not Spo. Maybe you already mentioned this guy, too. Maybe I already mentioned this guy. Pop? It's Pop, dude. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty deserving candidate. Very interesting. Okay. Logan, can you name me every quarterback with a passer rating of 100 plus over their first two seasons? And this is with a minimum of 16 starts over those two seasons, so we don't have any randos. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, Dan Marino. Dan Marino is here. Justin Herbert. Ooh, good thought. Herbert actually is not quite here. He must be high mm. 90s, though. Herbert confirmed washed. Herbert confirmed bozo. <laughs> Herbert, yeah, he's at 98 over his first two seasons. What about Dak? Dak is such a good thought. I think his second season brought him down a bit. What about that SOB Mac Jones? So, yeah, Dak was 105 his rookie year, but then under 87 his second year. Mac is not here. Mac... Yeah, he's in the high 80s. I don't know if he's going to meet the minimum games requirement. Is Joe Burrow here? Joe Burrow is the last guy on this list. He had a pass rating of 100.2. Same theme, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is here because he started every game his second year. Uh, Lamar's not correct, though. Lamar is correct, 104.7. Oh, okay. What about... I, I don't know if he counts. Jalen Hurts? Hurts, not here. A bit of a strange guess. It's my guy, Baker Mayfield. Baker is not here. I would guess too many picks, yeah. Yes, uh, good thinking. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is here. Eighth with a 100.6. Got to think about guys who are really, really efficient. Um, mm -hmm. It's a weird guess. Andy Dalton. Not Dalton recent guys uh no it's not gonna be t-law yeah so you've got a couple active guys remaining then you've got a guy from the early 2010s and a guy from the late 90s who had an interesting uh definition of a rookie year is andrew luck here not luck so the other guy's got to be warren moon right oh no not warren moon uh luck threw 18 picks is rookie year so that made it a little bit tough on him in the 90s and kurt warner it's kurt warner yes okay early 2010s um it's not yet this guy had a really memorable season just for efficiency his second year in the league <laughs> nick Foles. nick Foles is here that is correct and, and then two active gentlemen mm-hmm Uh, this is a really, really strange guess. Ryan Tannehill. Not Tannehill. You've had a guy who uh, was very dynamic out of the gate. And then you've got a guy who is uh, really young. Really young. We're not counting CJ Stroud, are we? No, we're not counting Stroud because it's a minimum 16 starts. But somebody did recently eclipse that number who is here. Man, who am I spacing on? Uh, 
Pretty crazy efficiency stats through 17 career starts for this guy. 45-59 yards, 36 touchdowns, just 10 picks, 113.1 passer rating, the best on this list. Who is this guy? He sounds like he's on pace to be the GOAT. Oh, interesting. He's still actually uh, altering his final numbers for this very list. Wow, dude, who am I spacing on? Some would say he's an MVP candidate. Some would say no way. Brock freaking Purdy, man. Brock Purdy, pal. Sturdy Purdy. Big Brock. <laughs> okay. And then the last guy, Logan, you're not such a fan of. Mm, Philip Rivers. Oh, no. It, more generally, people aren't a fan of this mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, Deshaun yeah. Watson. Deshaun Watson is correct, and that's the list. All right, Carson, super simple question for you here, my friend. Okay. The Timberwolves currently mm -hmm. sit atop the West. Can you tell me who their second leading scorer was the last time they won the West in the regular season? The last time they won the West in the regular season? Latrell Sprewell. Mm, it is not Sprewell, dang. Sam Cassell? It is Sam Cassell. Oh. Okay, that was actually my first thought. Well, you got yeah, bonus points. He was third. Yeah, those were the two guys. They brought him in, and then they just had them at that level for a couple years, and then they fizzled out, and then KG's teams just sucked until he <laughs> left. Okay, Logan, this is a real trivia question in the truest sense of the word. This is a fun fact that you might throw out at a bar when you're <laughs> just huzzing brews and making friends. The Saints famously traded eight draft picks to Washington in order to select Ricky Williams. Do you know the team New Orleans offered nine picks to trade up with who declined? What an idiotic maneuver to not accept that deal. The Washington Redskins are who they traded with, which uh, that's, who, that's a team they dealt with, right? Yep. Remarkably, what's so funny about that deal is one— well, two things. I think it's one of the funniest deals in history. The fact that Mike Ditka thought one one player on a roster was worth trading a complete yeah. draft for. And then two, the fact that the Redskins didn't become a dynasty after that is kind of unbelievable. Like, yeah. an entire team's other draft picks, they don't do anything. Yeah. I'm gonna Bonus guess, trivia, uh, though. Bonus trivia. Do you know who they did get out of this trade? Who? That very year in the first round. So they traded with the Bears. It was, uh, they... was it Sean Taylor? No, arguably even better. They gave the they gave the twelfth pick to the Bears in exchange for the seventh pick, and they attached attached other picks to that, of course. Bears took Cade McNown, great pick. Washington took D'Angelo Hall, same unit as Sean Taylor. No, Champ Bailey. Wow, I forgot Champ Champ wasn't. They had a lot of good DBs, and I forget because yeah. D'Angelo Hall got drafted uh, to the Falcons first, so he wouldn't have initially been in DC. Good deal for them. Um, I'm gonna guess the Rams. It's not the Rams. This team really regrets this one, Logan. They took a quarterback, and it didn't work out so well. Is it Cleveland? It's not Cleveland. Uh, I got to think back. The The Ricky draft was what? Was it 99 or 2000? Mm -hmm. it, no, it's 99. It... So you're right, Tim Couch. Wow, I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if I know this one, man. This guy really, really, really sucked, Logan, out of Oregon. One of the biggest draft busts ever. I'm sorry, I'm guessing for the team that declined the offer, correct? 
Correct, but once you know the guy, then you know the team. Oh. Not Detroit, is it? Mm-mm. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to throw in towel, dude. Who is this? So that year, the Bengals had the third pick. They turned Akeely down nine Smith. draft picks Akeely to take Akili Smith. How about that? Oh, I kept guessing for the number one overall pick. I was guessing that makes a lot more sense. I kept thinking that it would have been the number one pick. What a bum, man. Yeah. What a that's that's gotta be like a top that's gotta be like a number one worst draft day decision of all time, dude. That's ridiculous. Honestly, probably. That is worse than any single pick that you could make, turning down more than an entire draft for Akili Smith. And they weren't even gonna take your guy, man. They were gonna take Ricky Williams if you really wanted Akili. You take that pick and trade back uh, man. Yeah. Carson, we have done a style of this question on our TikTok, and if you guys want more trivia content, you can check us out there uh, at NerdSesh. Uh, we're going to do an iteration of that one here. Can you tell me the top 10 teammates of your favorite player, Carmelo Anthony's career? <laughs> Stay mellow, baby. All right. So this is, and I will say, this is probably the... I guess this makes the most list considering Melo didn't bounce around that much. It's one of the tougher lists uh, here. Okay. So I'm trying to think about dudes who were consistently there with him in the Nuggets years. Is Kmart there long enough? He is. You get brief overlap with him in New York as well. He is number three. Okay. Marcus Camby, does he get here? Brief overlap in New York too, number four. Okay. We got to get JR. Brief overlap in New York, yep. number one. Yep. Both spots, baby. Do we get Amon Shumpert? Wow, I like the Shump guess. Shump is one of the handful of first guys off. Okay. I mean, I'm just thinking, who was there multiple years? <laughs> is Landry Fields here? Not Landry Fields. You are going to have to get a little weird. There's an international guy here that I've legitimately, I don't think I've ever heard you mention. Okay. He's a Lithuanian guy. Okay, that kind of fires me up. We'll come back to that. Do we get Amari Stoudemire here? Was he healthy enough? You don't get Stoudemire either, man. Yeah. It's a lot of early Denver Nuggets. All right, cool. Cool. Uh, let me get uh, Nikolaj Skidishvili. No, you don't, dude. Tikashvili kind of sucked, didn't he? Yeah, he sucked. He barely hung around, but <laughs> he was there for a time. Who did they? They comped him to, like, Dirk or something in the pre-draft yeah, process, of course. man. Yeah, of course. Okay. So let's think. We don't get Chauncey, obviously, because that trade happens in the 08-09 season, and we're not going to get AI either because he's only there for a couple years. You do have a couple point guards. I know a guy you like. Raymond Felton. <laughs> Raymond Felton Carson is the first guy off this list. Ooh. It's, a, it's a point guard you like a little more. Andre Miller? Andre Miller, number six. There's also a really... This guy is really unique uh, for, for one reason. His shorts were always really big on him, man. Earl Boykins? Earl Boykins is here, dude. <laughs> That's such a funny way to describe it. You're so silly, Logan. <laughs> okay. So we got the point guards there. Okay. You've got a real uh, you got a real disruptor here. That's how he described his play on the court. Mm. Just he's disruptor. A disruptor. Yeah, uh, a recent video came out of him shooting jump shots with sunglasses on. Oh, um, whoa! How did I miss this? This sounds sick. This was—he's he's like retired now. Uh, yeah, no, he described his play. It just—he's just disruptive, man. Very interesting. 
Yeah, what I do sometimes doesn't show up on paper, and I don't mind that all, at all. I'm supposed to go in there and be disruptive. I'm trying to think, who could that be from the Denver years? Mm, you don't really re It is from the Denver years. You don't really remember this guy as much in Denver as you do another spot where he won a title. Hmm. And then you got the, uh, the next longest tenured guy of Melo's career, uh, foreign guy. Nene? Nene, number two. Mm, yeah. So, four gentlemen to go. These are the four toughest names on the list. They all are Denver Nuggets uh, from okay. basically somewhere between 2004 and 2008. Okay. Do we get Linus Kleza here? Oh, my. You're the man, dude. You're the man, bro. Linus Kleza is a disgusting pull. That's the Lithuanian gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, you're missing a guy who I know you know. He went to Kansas, played from or no, I said Kansas. Well, played at Oklahoma. Uh, is a Mexican uh, NBA player. Najera, Eduardo Najera, number nine. Eduardo. Okay. So two guys to go. Their initials are actually flipped of one another. Um, oh, interesting. This guy's last name is Carmel, or this guy's first name is Carmelo's last name. Is it Anthony Parker? Oh, you're so close. Anthony Parker played with the Cavs. His name is so similar to that. If you take out the P and replace it with a letter, and then you take out the K and you replace it with a letter, you've got it. Anthony Carter? Yes! I don't know who that is, but it's Anthony wow. Carter. Okay. okay, dude. And I can't believe this is the final guy. This guy would go on to win an NBA championship. Let me see if I can give you any more background on him. He's a one-time NBA champion. Uh... Played his first three seasons of his career in Denver after spending a stint in the G League. Then he would go mm. back to Denver in 2008, where he would be until 2012, where he would then go on to the dynasty that he won a championship with. Okay. From famous Blinn College, where Cam Newton actually spent a season playing oh, Juco wow. football. That's a fun fact. Okay, so... He went on to join. This guy's a freak, man. Shares a nickname with a famous rapper. Birdman. It's Birdman, dude. Of course. Oh, yeah. Birdman has had a really uh, rough go at it post-retirement, shall we say. Some run-ins with law enforcement. I don't know if you're familiar with any of that, Logan. Not good. <laughs> Not good stuff. Okay. Logan, can you name me? Every team since the NFL merger to start at least 10 and 0 but then fail to win <laughs> a single playoff game. Man, this is a targeted question. I don't like this. This is a targeted oh, yeah? question. Oh yeah. The Steelers from 2020? Yes, of course. Um the 2012 Green Bay Packers would start out 14 and 0, I believe, and then lose to the Chiefs and then get bounced in the uh, divisional round by the Giants. So, very close. The 2011 Packers started 13-0, mm. and 0, but yes. Lost to the Chiefs. Lost to the Matt Castle-led Chiefs, man. I remember that game distinctly. That was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about, um, there's got to be at least one Colts team with Jim Caldwell, a little Tony Dungy here. Yep. 05 Colts were 13-0. and 0. So, those are the three off the top of your head ones. The next two are tougher you've got a late 2000s afc team i was surprised to see here 
And then you've got a team of the 70s that was consistently really good, but bad luck, fallen just short. It's kind of their brand. The, the Raiders. Not the Raiders. Even more so, this is their brand. Suffering, agony, all that good stuff. Vikes? Vikes? Yeah. 1975 Vikings were 10-0. and 0. I'm going to go late 2000s Bears. Oh, that's an interesting thought. You ignored the fact that I told you it was an AFC team, but that's okay. I don't take it personally. Oh, um... Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. No. <laughs> Miami Dolphins number one. Um, uh, I thought it was uh, – my guess was that Wildcat year with Pennington and Ronnie Brown. Uh, undefeated AFC team, late 2000s. Houston Texans? No. No, 10-0 is a lot of games, man. I should remember this. 10-0 is a lot of games. This team was led by a quarterback who I know oh. you think – didn't get a fair crack at it. You always say that. This isn't uh and you hate their head coach. Are we missing a are we missing a team? I want to say this is Andy Dalton in the Bengals. No, I think they started 8-0 or 9-0 mm. even maybe. Let's see. Yeah, the Bengals were 9-0 in 2015 and then lost in the first round. I don't know who this last team could be. Um So keep in mind the hints that I gave you quarterback who you like who you think didn't really get a fair shot at it with a head coach who you hate i what year was this i mean you're describing 2008 the, yeah the titans they they started 10 and 0 they started 10 and 0 logan how about that what did they finish finished 13 and 3 lost 13 to 10 to the ravens in the divisional round it's a bad beat, man. Good question, Carson. Thank you. They actually lost on a last-minute field goal by Matt Stover. It was a tied game. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to go from the NFL playoffs to the NBA playoffs, Carson. Can you tell me, every time we've had a repeat NBA Finals in consecutive seasons since the merger? Yeah. Okay, so repeat NBA Finals. Well, we have... Uh... Pistons Lakers in 88 89 that's the first one that I think of we have Bulls Jazz in 97 98 we have Cavs Warriors for four straight years 2015 through 2018 we have uh, Heat Spurs in 2013 2014 Lakers Celtics they go 08 and 2010 so they don't quite go back to back we have uh, Lakers-Celtics, 84-85, though. And uh, how many am I missing here? Well, of course, I haven't said Sonic's Bullets, 78-79. So I believe you have all but one sandwiched between the last two that you named. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me get Lakers-Sixers in 82-83. Cooked. Nice. Let's go. All right, Logan. This is a fun one. Can you name me the two pairs of brothers in NFL history who have both had 1,000-yard receiving seasons? Sterling and Shannon Sharp. There you go. That's the easy one. Now, this other one is crazy. Brothers. Uh, what, what era? Late 90s, early 2000s. It's pretty remarkable that these guys are here. I do know that you know of their existence. 
but do not think of like the great all-time players. I believe one of these guys was a CFL legend, so if you want to think about the great CFL players. It's not Ishmael, is it? It is. It's Who's Rocket the... Ishmael, and do you know his brother? Raheeb is Rocket, right? Yeah, 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 correct. So his brother is Kadri. Kadri mm, had a thousand yards actually twice with the Ravens in 1999 and 01 and he won the Super Bowl with them in 2000 and then Rocket had a thousand yards in 98 with the Panthers and a thousand yards in 99 with the Cowboys so how about that neither one of them ever made a Pro Bowl but uh both dudes who had over 5,000 career yards I mean their stats are really really similar for their careers they're within 150 yards of each other and five touchdowns this mile brothers baby shout out to them that's a super interesting question, and it's Quadri with a Q, right? Correct. Wow. I believe it's pronounced Quadri, though. But, yeah, the missile they called him, and his brother was Rocket. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, Carson, I need you to tell me every number one overall pick who averaged less than 10, 10 points per game for their career since the merger. Okay, so let's just think about the absolute bombs. The <laughs> bombs. Let me get LaRue Martin. Bum. Ooh, LaRue Martin, not here. I wonder if he's... Pro. God, I keep on forgetting that you say since the merger. In my mind, I always go to since 1970 because that's the NFL merger. Yeah, LaRue was 1972, so he's pre-merger. My bad. Okay, but... Would be uh, correct. Sorry. Would be correct. Yeah, that was super personal. I went at him, and he wasn't even eligible for the question. So let's think about, unfortunately, Greg Oden. Let's mm. think about... I mean, not so unfortunately. He just sucked. Anthony Bennett. Mm-hmm. And this can't be a long list, man. It's not. All right, I'm going to go back in order. Those were just the first two dudes who jumped out at me. So as we go through the late 70s, Kent Benson, is he here? Bang. Yep. Okay. And then uh, working through the 80s, it's mostly pretty good. Nervous Purvis, is even he below 10 a game? Bang, dude. Okay. Two more all-time bumskis. Yeah, so, I mean, Joe Smith will be here. He played so damn long. Well, Joe Smith actually not here, dude. Wow. Good for him, bro. Good for him. Uh, 10.9, man. Wow. Okay, and then it's Oluwa Candy and Kwame. One more guy to go, Carson. This guy's not a bust. Like, not at all. Really surprised that he was here. Kind of why I asked the question. It's Andrew Bogut, dude. Can you believe that? Well, I can, yeah. I just guessed it. <laughs> but, no, that is kind of surprising. But, yeah, his value did not come from scoring. His value came from great defense, great rebounding, and being a good passing big. But that's a fun question. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Logan. Can you name me every first-team All-Pro teammate of Drew Brees? Ooh, let's run it, man. Uh... Drew, long career, played with the Chargers and the Saints. We'll come back to the Chargers players because uh, I'm sure there'll be a few. So, Alvin Kamara. Kamara! Actually did not make it. Uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, twice. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, yes, 2013. Uh, I will guess him. Marcus Colston. No, not Colston, actually. Okay. Uh, Jari Evans. Jari Evans, dude. Four times! Monster. What about, uh... Oh, damn. What's that tackle's name? Um, oh, yeah. Big body. Mm, all right. Wisconsin boy, baby. Midwestern. I sadly have started thinking about Calvin Throckmorton. Stop it! You're always thinking about Calvin Throckmorton. Is it, is it, is it Zach Streif? Is that his name? Zach Streif is not correct. Did he play right or left side? Bushrod? Is it Jermon Bushrod? No, I think this guy played on the right side, but... uh. Damn. I mean, I don't know why I said played. Like, he still plays. Yeah, who is that guy? Uh... Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan is here. Are we going to have Will Smith? Uh, No, actually, Will Smith, despite his performance in After Earth, is not here. Mm. Jonathan Vilma. Not Jonathan Vilma. That's a good thought. Tracy Porter is not going to be here, is he? Tracy Porter is not here. All right, we're going to bounce. We'll come back to the Saints. We'll see if we can clear up Chargers. LT is going to be here. Yep. Are we going to get Sean Merriman? No. Are we considering Philip Rivers? Uh, no. I remember they had to be an All Pro when they were together. Okay, that that makes that makes sense. Are there any more Chargers? Yeah, there's two more. One really easy. It's not Vincent Jackson, is it? Mm-mm. Sayal. No. You do have one defensive player here. 
Sean, damn man, it's not Sean Phillips. This is. I feel like I'm too early with these guys. This I'm, I'm naming like 06, 07 Chargers. Well, this guy was still there in that range. He was on the D line. Played a long time with the Chargers. Twelve years. Sort of a default name. Oh my gosh, I should definitely get this. Damn it, it's just not coming to me. Okay, well why don't you get the uh, great offensive player for the Chargers? Yeah. Oh, bruh, Gates. Gates twice. Okay. And now let's see where you got to go for the remaining Saints. I'm going to need you to get me two offensive linemen. I'm going to need you to get me a DB, a linebacker, a return man, who is now uh, someone I'm more familiar with. Excuse me, there's actually three tackles left. The question has to be asked, did Drew Brees make these offensive linemen with his remarkable pocket presence and footwork? Such a such a valid question. Avoiding sacks, do we have to put Blank's legacy on the line? And could Blank be a candidate for slander in the coming years? Was Blank overrated? By the it's way, not... those were all about the three different tackles. Each one was directed at a specific one of them. It's not Willie Rofe, is it? Willie Wolf is not here. Yeah, Willie Rofe was... Would have been old as shit by then. I damn oh, man, watch your tongue. These linemen are not coming to me, bruh. All right, think about a safety in the league. PJ Williams. All right. Tyran Matthew. Nah. Marcus Williams. Nah. Better longer ago. Uh. A specific safety in the league. Darren Sharper. Hardest hitting safety in the league. Yes. And then uh, give me a linebacker with an alliterative name. Made it in 2019. Kind of surprising that he's here, honestly. Still with the team. I mean, he's good. I just... Oh, Demario Davis. He's a beast. Demario Davis Demario is Davis. still a monster, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, if you can't get the tackles, then you're going to leave uh, not satisfied and smiling, unfortunately. Oh, Teron Armstead is one of them. No, somehow he's not. What? Yeah, I'm just as mad as you are, dude. Teron was a uh, three-time Pro Bowler with Drew. Never an All-Pro. Never first-team All-Pro. I feel like I'm going to know all these guys, bruh. Do you know the return man who is now like a gadget guy for the Bills? It's not Khalil Shakir, is it? Mm-mm. This guy actually changed his name. I don't. Okay. I think you're going to have to throw these at me, bruh. All right, so that's Deontay Hardy. Okay. The Chargers defensive player, Jamal Williams. The lineman, Jamal Brown, Carl Nix, and Ryan Ramchick was the one mm. that I uh, thought you could get. And that's the list. Carl Nix and Ramchick for sure gettable. Who was, who was the Chargers D lineman? Who'd you say? Jamal Williams. Wow. That was good. I kept thinking about... Yeah, I kept thinking about Kevin and Pat Williams for the for the Vikings. Mm, I, mm-hmm. Williams came to my head, but not the first name. That's a that's mm. a good question, Carson. Two more to go here. The final one, I, I love. We're gonna go with something about the Finals MVP. Every Finals MVP, Carson, who wasn't an All Star, the year that they won the award. Oh, that's really interesting. All right, so let's go back to the very beginning. I mean, my first thought is Cedric Cornbread Maxwell in '81. You got two previous, but that is correct. Okay. Was Wes Unseld even an all-star in 1978? He wasn't. You got one more previous to him. So Dennis Johnson was an all-star in 1979. Good for him. Was JoJo White not an all-star in 76? 
Not JoJo White. Oh, okay. This guy was an all-star in years previous. He just wasn't an all-star this year. The year that okay. he won the finals MVP. And then after you get him, the one guy in the 70s, you've just got five more. I mean, no way. Is it Willis Reed in 1973? Willis Reed is correct, man. Yeah, dude, I thought about him because I was like, he's kind of washed by them, but I still thought he would have been an all-star in reputation. Wow. Okay. And then let's think about other dudes. Let me get Iggy in 2015. Yep. I mean, I sort of skipped over a bunch of people to get there, but he just always stands out in my mind. Thinking about other 80s guys. Uh, just one 80s guy, one 90s guy. Was Dumars not yet an all-star in 89? That is exactly correct, man. Okay. And then as we stroll our way into the 90s, we've got a whole lot of MJ and a whole lot of Akeem that makes it easy. Oh, is it Tim Duncan in 99? Because there were technically no all-stars in the 1999 season. Tim Duncan. Mm. I don't understand why they didn't just name people all-stars. That's like the weirdest thing. You don't even have to play an all-star game. But don't have a year where there are no All-Stars. That's weird to me. Okay. Was Chauncey an All-Star in 04? Oh, my God. You are cooking, dude. Just one to go. Okay. And then who is this final fellow? Oh, of course, it's Kawhi in 2014. Bang. Bang. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. All right, Logan. Which of these players does not have a, a season with 40-plus passing touchdowns? Is it A, Andrew Luck? Is it B, Russell Wilson? Is it C, Brett Favre, who defrauded the people of Mississippi? Or is it D, Matthew Stafford? Andrew Luck for sure has a season, I think, with exactly 40. I know Stafford has surpassed the 40 clips. So we have now narrowed it down to... The defrauder of the people of Mississippi, the interception-throwing <laughs> Brett Favre, the turnover machine that is him, and Russell. I don't know when Russell Wilson would have done this. I also am struggling to come up with when Brett Favre would have done this. That being said, I just can't imagine Russell Wilson doing it. I'm going to say it's Russell Wilson. Ow! So you got it down to the last two, as always seems to happen. Russ had 40 in that 2020 season when he was just going Damn! Ah! I mean, I think he had 30 by, like, week 10, dude. You remember? That was insane. That was the was one like, year I was going to point out that maybe he would have done it that MVP caliber season. That was top two QB kind of Russ for half a season, at least. Favre never quite got here, although he got super close. He, of course, leads in three straight seasons, 38, 39, and then 35. Luck did it and had 39 another season. What a monster he was. And Stafford, twice. Did it. He did it in uh, the Super Bowl year with the Rams, and then he did it in his famous 2011 season. Man, those are guys persevering, uh, no matter the circumstances, Carson. I got some guys that persevered through old age, man. They beat father okay. time, dude. LeBron James is averaging mm -hmm. an absurd 24.7 points per game at 39 years old. The mm -hmm. most ever for a player his age. Carson, can you name the eight players to average double-digit or more Points per game at their 39-year-old season or older. Love it. Love it. Let me get Kareem and Carl Malone. They're going to be the top two. Kareem did it three times. Malone did it twice. You got two more guys who did it twice. Okay. Uh, Moses, is he here? Moses is not. That's, that's not a bad guess. Let's see where Moses is at. Yeah, I mean, he played until that age. Okay. 
Tim Duncan, does he get here? Timmy D is incorrect. Okay, can I get Kobe? Kobe's also incorrect Actually, too, man. That's the thing. Kobe played 20 seasons and he didn't even make it to his age 39 season because that's what I was thinking. In his last year, mm -hmm. he was still easily clearing double digits, but started so young coming out of high school. Okay, Dirk and Vince Carter are my next two guesses. Dirk is correct. So uh, Vince Carter is not actually. That makes sense. But I know that in his 21st season, I believe he averaged 7.4 points per game, Logan. And I know that because I looked up a stat of there's only seven dudes ever to make it to their 21st season. And LeBron is averaging as many points per game almost as the rest of them combined. Ridiculous. Kevin Willis, another dude who made it that far, was not averaging double digits. He was old, old, old. Robert Parrish, another guy who made it that far. He was old, old, old. Hmm? Wow, is Parrish here? Robert Parrish did this twice, man, if you can believe Baller. it. Well, that's the thing. Robert Parrish played until he was 44, Logan. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, you know, the last three years he's really mm. washed. But, I mean, he's still got some decent years in there. Uh, was MJ 39 in his second Washington season? Great pull, dude. MJ is here. Yep. Uh, Tim Duncan, some credence to some of your answers. 8.6 points per game. So close to getting year. here. Uh, Vince Carter, 6.6 uh, .6 in Memphis. Uh, he averaged 7.3 in Dallas. Or excuse okay. me, 7.4 in Atlanta. Uh, you're going to hate this one. And I don't think it's right. Comes in in 98, plays until 2016. But I'm going to guess him just to piss you off. Paul Pierce. The truth is not here. Okay. Um, Paul Pierce was definitely around, yep. With the Clippers, 3.2 a night. Okay. Um, three gentlemen to go. One guy who did it twice, kind of longevity is one of his things. Mm. And Moses played until 39, averaged 2.9 with the Spurs yeah. that year. That's the other thing with Moses. He comes straight out of high school. He doesn't start in the NBA, but went to the ABA straight out of high school. So, uh... two got Two guys who, longevity is kind of their thing, just sticking around. Both of them spent their entire careers with one franchise. Have I not said John Stockton? Stockton done it twice. Stupid. He was my first thought after Kareem and Malone. So one more guy played until 2005. Averaged 14.8 points per game, man. And something about his skill set you just couldn't really take away, man. Was was built to 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 last. Hmm. So uh, that makes me think shooter. Yep, spent one spent his entire career with one franchise. Reggie, 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 and then the last guy here, Carson, only played forty nine games this year, at age thirty nine, but mm. averaged ten point two points per game. Tough. Uh, infamously, you know, didn't live up to expectations because of a a major injury that he suffered, but. He made the most of it. Was a great role player until 2012. I mean, really changed Grant it. Grant it's Hill. Grant Hill, dude. Well done. Yeah. Wow, that was a fun list. Okay. Logan, can you name me the bottom five Super Bowl champions by regular season point differential? Hmm. Oh, five Steelers. No, the 05 Steelers are, they're on the bottom half of this list for sure. Plus 8.2 was their uh, regular season point differential per game. To crack this list, what you got to do? To crack this list, you got to be uh, 3.7 or lower.
Does this skew really uh, old? No, actually. Quite the opposite. Not blowing teams out. Let's go the 2015 Broncos. That is the last one on this list. They were plus 3.7. Got the 08 Steelers. 08 Steelers also on the bottom half of this list, just a couple spots away from the 05 Steelers, plus 7.8. Great all-time defenses. I'm trying to think about teams that would keep games low scoring where they could be, you know, close. I'm thinking more about the great defenses. Like, are we going to have the 0-2 hmm. Bucks here? 0-2 Bucks? They uh, were plus 9.4. Hmm. About the, uh, the Rams. The which one? These are teams that made the Super Bowl or won it? Won, but, Logan, you do remember that... Uh, so you were not thinking of the 2021 Rams. No, that's what I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't know if you were guessing Greatest Show on Turf. Very oh, close. Yeah, yeah. Very good guess. They were just plus 5.2. The reason I wanted to clarify, though, is because the number one spot in terms of the best point differential is the 1999 Rams. Plus 17.8, Logan. Wow. So what happens when you That's, score 35 a game? Yeah, dude. No lie. All right. We're going to try the 01 Pats. Oh, dude, that is such a great thought. Where are they? Where are they, those sick little bastards? <laughs> oh, my God. They are the third team off, plus 6.2. And yeah. here's some extra trivia for you why that's such a great guess. The only team ever to win the Super Bowl while being outgained in the regular season. And not just by a tiny little bit. They were outgained by 29 yards per game. Mm. Frauds. Call them what yeah, they are. Yeah, legitimately. Legitimately. Field goal merchants. Field goal merchants. Let me get a... Mm. I mean, two of these, I feel like it's just like, oh, of course. What about... Um, I don't think it's going to be any of the Chiefs teams. Rodgers was on one, 2011. Philly. Philly. 2017. Uh, no. They were actually the one seed that year, remember? But... Oh, regular season Carson Wentz. I was just thinking about the playoffs with Nick Foles. Yeah. And it was interesting that you said something about Rodgers, 2011. Uh, There's no way Rodgers was on one. They, they were a wild card team, though. That's how I got to no, no. think about it. I got to think about the wild card teams, man. Well, no, no, no. Excuse me. It's not the Packers who won the Super Bowl in the 2010 season. I just said it was interesting you said something about Rodgers-Packers in the 2011 season. What about the 2011 uh, Giants? That is exactly where I was trying to get you to go. The Giants, Logan, in 2011, the only team ever to win with a negative regular season point differential, minus 0.4. Oh, seven Giants. Yo, seven Giants are second, plus 1.4. So those were the two that I thought... You'd knock off. And then you got one more post-2000 and one uh, right around, well, uh, let's just say comfortably pre-2000. Uh, 78 Steelers. I want to say. Another. Uh, let's see. They were plus 10.1. I want to say that we had a wild card team back then, too. That's what I'm trying to narrow down. Um, and one more post-2000. I mean, you were close with the year. Yeah, 79 Steelers. No, 79 Steelers are plus, they're almost the same. 1980 Raiders. 1980 Raiders, dude, yeah. They were just plus 3.6. Jim Plunkett, man. Okay. And Jim then Plunkett. one one more post-2000. Mm, post one 2000. more post-2000. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, let's throw them out there. 2,000 Ravens. No. No. They were plus 10.5. 2012 Ravens. The 2012 Ravens plus 3.4. Let's go. Bang! Bang! What a shot from Camden. That was a fire list, dude. I I think I might run that one uh, for social. All right. <laughs> okay. My bonus question, Carson. Uh, we yeah. always do a bonus question here at the end. Carson's going to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quiz me on an obscure quarterback through NFL history. That's what you history. think. That's what you oh, think. Okay, maybe. Maybe he's going to call an audible today. Uh, Carson, I need you to tell me who the <laughs> – this is maybe one of my favorites ever. The starting power forward for the 2016 Brooklyn Nets. Power forward for the 2016 Nets. Uh, it's not Andre Blatch or Reggie Evans, is it? I wish it was. Too late for both of them. Okay. This and team won not, 21 games. It's not Toledovich. Not Mirza. Dude, you are dotting up around this era. These are all I really know. good good power forwards. Okay. Let's see. I think you may have named the entire 2014 Mets, <laughs> yeah. Mets big room. A little too early. Um, okay. Toledovich is there, Andre Blatch is there, and Reggie Evans are all there in 2014. <laughs> okay. Uh, and in 2015, you still have Toledovich, so those are good guesses. Yeah, two years after that, mm. uh, this guy... This is when I stopped caring about the Nets. <laughs> wow, man, you're getting some classic names on this. Shane Larkin. Wow, oh my God. Uh, Sh- Sean Kilpatrick. Oh, my God, Cincinnati legend Sean Kilpatrick. Henry Sims, man, this is a funny list. Okay. Okay, this guy, you definitely don't remember as a Brooklyn Net. He averaged 15. It's not Thaddeus, it's not Thaddeus is it? You're a beast, dude. It's Thaddeus <sighs> Young. Thad. Yeah. Okay, Logan. So, uh, breaking news, buddy. For the first time ever, I'm not going to quiz you about an obscure quarterback. We're doing a different kind of bonus question. Because for some reason... When you called Kirk Cousins the equator, repeatedly, might I add, that really ignited nope. something inside of me. I don't know why. I'm not particularly fond of Kirk. I've just always said to you, he's better than the equator, Logan. So today we're going to prove it as the bonus question. Can you name to me the only three NFL players you can definitively say ever are better than Kirk Cousins because they have more passing yards, passing touchdowns, and a higher passer rating than him? Tom Brady. No! Fraud! Peyton Couldn't Manning. hold Kirk's jock. No! Drew Brees. Fraudulent. Drew Brees, yes. One of the three guys who's legitimately above Kirk. Dude, it's crazy the modern passing numbers because I didn't realize this until I look at the I looked at the career passing yards leaderboard the other day. And it's mm-hmm. like, bro, you got like Ryan Tannehill up there, dude. You got Kirk. You got like Carson Palmer's above all time. Like it's it's really weird how how my, like Matt Ryan. You know what I mean? Like it's not that weird. It's like the entire style of play has changed. Yeah, guys. You know, I just like guys who were good, but you know, you'd consider other guys who were of course better all time. And by the way, by the way, don't anybody spin this and think I actually think that okay. some sort of all timer. So all right, one of them is Breeze. One of them is Rogers. Correct. That is correct. Third one is Russell Wilson. Wow, dude. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. Logical deduction. You made light work of that. You made light work of that. I meant to ask you how many dudes you thought would be clearing him in all three. Because three is a crazy small number. What would you have guessed? With retrospect, take yourself back to before I told you. What would you have guessed? All those guys from Kirk. 
to clear Kirk in passing yards, touchdowns, and passer. I would, I would have guessed six to seven. I wouldn't have guessed it would have been that short. Yeah. So just for what it's worth, he's got thirty nine thousand four hundred seventy one yards, two seventy touchdowns, and a passer rating of ninety eight point two. So Brady and Peyton are both like just below the passer rating mark. But there you have it, folks. Is Kirk really the equator? Logan, final words. Probably not. Probably not. As I no, before, he's not. Kirk is better than that, bro. Kirk's somewhere closer to Idaho, maybe. He's in the northern United States. He's not in Canada, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. He's certainly not approaching the North Pole. Maybe, okay? maybe he's, he's hanging out in Greenland. Kansas, man. Maybe he's hanging out in Kansas. Maybe he's hanging out in Kansas or, again, even maybe a little bit northern. Maybe he's in South Bend, okay? He's probably somewhere in the northern American Midwest. So, there you go, everybody. Trivia time. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, of course, we do trivia all the time on our TikTok. Logan mentioned it with his, uh, I thought, distasteful plug earlier, but that's at Nerd Sesh. Instagram is at Nerd Sesh. Twitter at Nerd underscore Sesh. You can listen to the podcast across all audio platforms, trivia, NBA, NFL, all of that good stuff. And uh, you can join our Discord if you want. That is at the link tree across our social media bios. If you want to talk NBA, NFL, be part of our community. And you can check out our merch you heard it recently from Jack, a.k.a. Jokic Joestar. If your loved ones do not get you Nerd Sesh merch, make sure they know the consequences, that they will no longer be your loved ones, that you will have nothing to do with them. Because that's how we're coming in 2023, baby. You get Nerd Sesh merch or you don't want anything at all. So that's at thevolume.com. Uh, and with that, as always, folks, I hope you have enjoyed. Appreciate you guys. I've been Carson Brabber. I have been Logan Camden. And this was Nerd Sash. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.